we still getting sound? Well, it's because it's a delay. Oh. But I mean, it's still. Well, good morning, Life Church family. Merry Christmas. It's great to see everybody here. There's some visitors here. We're so grateful to have you join us today for our very special candlelight Christmas Eve service. Um, my wife is going to take the microphone in just a few moments and explain a little bit of what this is going to look like this morning. It is going to be a little bit different than what we're used to on a Sunday morning, but we're anticipating a beautiful time together. Yes, Merry Christmas, everybody. We want to welcome you. And um, today is a one-hour Christmas Eve candlelight service. So it's a traditional service. It's going to look different than our regular Sunday morning service. But our prayer here today is that you would have a few moments to just hush the hurry, pause, and still. December is a crazy month, isn't it? Everyone says, yes, there's, we've been running, we've been going, and now here we are. We've made it, we're at Christmas Eve. 
And our prayer is that this service will cause you to reflect, to slow, and to still, and to remember the birth of our Savior. Remember what this whole season is all about. Jesus came, Emmanuel, God with us. He's with us. And we just want this to be a time of reflection and stilling. Now, if you have kids here today, it's, there's no kids um, program for today. It's a one-hour service. But at the back over here, um, we have coloring packets. And you can grab one for your kids. Just feel free to go back there and grab something to keep the, them busy with their hands if, they, if this is going to be a long service for them. But we, we want this to be an interactive service. We are going to be singing Christmas carols and intermixed uh, with the reading of the Christmas story out of Luke 2. And you can stay seated. You do not have to keep standing. But please join in and sing with the Christmas carols, seated where you are. And then we're going to be reading and singing and reading and singing. And then um, our kids coordinator, Jessica, has a kids book that we're going to read. And we can call it the kids, a Christmas book that we're going to read for them. And then we have a short little um, thought on love, which is our Advent theme that we are celebrating today as well. And then we will finish off the service with a candle lighting. Um, everyone, I hope you did get a candle on your way in from the front table. If you haven't, please get up and you can get a candle because we're going to end the, the service with candle lighting and singing of Silent Night before we go off to the rest of our things today. So this morning, we are finishing up our Advent. We've been journeying through the Advent for these Sundays in December. We have... We have um, celebrated that Jesus brings us hope, that he brings us peace, that he brings us joy. And today we're remembering and celebrating that Jesus brings us love. And we're going to read a few scriptures on that. John chapter 3, 16 through 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 1 John 4, verse 18 and 19. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we welcome you into this place this morning. We thank you that you are love. And therefore, we pray this morning that our hearts would be filled with your love. God, that we would experience the joy and the hope and the peace that comes from knowing you and experiencing your love. We pray that your love would be shed abroad in this place. And God, all throughout our community and all throughout every prayer that we go this afternoon. Lord God, in the next few days, Lord Jesus. Lord God, in for the rest of our lives. And we pray that your love would overflow in us, Lord Jesus. We receive it today, and we thank you for it now. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. words will be up on the screen so you can join us. The first carol that we'll be singing is Hark the Herald Angels Sing.
In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went... In a Toyota Corolla, every moment is a chance to create something special. From crafting the perfect road trip playlist to planning the next weekend getaway. Learn more about the hybrid with optional all-wheel drive and vehicle availability at toyota.ca slash Corolla. ...to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, 
Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests.
angels have left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
kids, it's our turn. So if there are kids out there, come and join me up here. You just get to sit on the floor. You don't have to do anything, but you'll be able to see the pictures better if you come up. There we go. Come on up. Oh, don't you worry. We're just rounding people up. Come on up. Come on, guys. You can come sit right down here. There we go. Did you guys hear Mr. Steve talk about the shepherds? Yeah? I love this story. It helps us think about the shepherds a little bit differently. Sometimes when we read a story, we have to remember it's not the Bible, right? Sometimes they add details that aren't in the Bible that can help us think about things a little bit differently, what it might have been like. Are you ready? All right. Whoop. I love it. Here we go. Ready, guys? All right. This book is called The Shepherd. These are shepherds. You see them? Many years ago, shepherds were dirty and stinky and poor, which means they were lowly. Have you heard the word lowly in the Bible? Hmm. The job of the shepherds was to take care of their sheep outside the city where there were fields for the flocks to walk and eat and sleep in, which is why the shepherds were stinky. They worked and slept outside with the sheep. Simon was a shepherd, so he was stinky and poor too. And he had a hard time walking because his leg didn't work right which means that Simon was the lowliest of the lowly shepherd. I was listening to the radio this week, and they were talking about how the shepherds on the night shift, they weren't even the great shepherds. It was the day shift shepherds that had the good job. The night ones were the ones that got stuck there. They didn't have a lot of seniority, we would call it now. One day, the shepherds took their sheep into the marketplace to sell. But Simon's sheep had a spot on his leg and no one wanted to buy him, which means Simon's sheep was the lowliest of all the sheep. So lowly Simon and his lowly sheep walked back to their lowly field outside the city. But that night, something amazing happened. While the shepherds kept watch over their flocks by night, suddenly the sky was full of bright lights and angels saying, don't be afraid. We bring good news for all people. Today in the city of David, the Savior is born who is Christ the Lord. Which means the lowly shepherds with their lowly sheep in the lowly field were chosen by God to be the first people to hear about Jesus. Simon couldn't wait to meet the one the angels were proclaiming, the one who would save the world, including him from sin and sadness and loneliness and fear. And because he was the lowliest shepherd in the lowliest field that night, Simon got a head start when he ran to Jesus. He ran, and he ran, and he ran. 
Not even his leg could slow him down. And suddenly, there it was, a lowly stable, a quiet light, and a baby. The stable was stinky too, and the family inside it was poor. They were lowly, like him. But Simon knew he was kneeling in front of a king. The angels told him so, and deep in his heart, he could feel it. Jesus was the savior God's people had been waiting for. And the lowly shepherd with his lowly sheep from a lowly field was going to be the first person to tell others that the savior had come. It didn't matter that Simon was a shepherd or that he was poor or that his leg didn't work right. Jesus had come to save all people, including and especially lowly people, which includes us, right? Even kids? Yeah. And people must know. There he is. All right. Pastor Matt's going to come up and share something. If you want something to color while he's sharing, you're welcome to grab something from the back table on your way to your seat. Merry Christmas, everyone. Well, my name's Matt, lead pastor here at Life Church. So grateful to have you join us this morning. It's an honor to host you on this very blessed morning. I want to especially welcome somebody who's brand new here, has never been here before. This is a big deal. I'd like to introduce and welcome Joy, who's here with us this morning. Hi, Angeline. Good to see you. Maria. Oh, it's so good to see you guys. Welcome this morning. How special, how fitting for this very wonderful morning as we celebrate the Christmas season. Well, this morning, I have one thought for you. Don't worry, it's not a long sermon, but I have a thought. And my thought is this. Throughout the Advent season, as we've been preparing for and preparing our hearts for the the coming of the Messiah, the reminder of his coming, we've talked about three different themes we talked about hope that Jesus brings. We've talked about the peace that Jesus brings. We've talked about the joy that he brings. But this morning, I would argue that we are about to talk about the most precious, the most significant of these themes. And that is the theme of love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 says this, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And then it says this, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world that we might have eternal life through him. 
If you've ever wondered about the significance, why do we treat this, this moment in time, this, this annual uh, 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 celebration that we have so, with so much significance in the church? Why do we take the time today to set up pipe and drape on the sides and uh, put the trees up here and, and bring back Graham? Can we give Graham a hand, everybody? Come on. And sing the songs the way that we're singing them. Why do we take the time to, 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 to notice this significance and to celebrate it. And I would argue this morning that the reason we do that is because of the love of Jesus Christ. It's the big deal that we celebrate this year, that love came down at Christmas time in the person of Jesus. That Jesus the baby was in fact love personified. And when we talk about the theme of love, there's one particular aspect of it that stood out to me as I was studying it this year, and I was praying about this service in particular this morning. There was one aspect of love that stood out to me. And if we're going to talk about the subject of love, of course, love is multifaceted. It's a massive subject. There's so many elements involved in the subject of love. My favorite descriptor of love is in 1 Corinthians 13 where the Apostle Paul tells us this about love, that love is patient, it's kind, it's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude, it doesn't demand its own way, it's not irritable, it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but it rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and it endures throughout all circumstances. Now, as I was meditating on that passage and preparing for this morning, there was one theme that jumped out to me. And it's this. Love keeps no record of wrongs. And do you know what I thought about when I thought about that particular aspect of love as I was thinking about that and meditating on it and preparing for that? I thought about one thing. Santa Claus. Now, you all know the song, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. What does it say? It says, he's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's going to find out if you've been naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Rock that. I didn't even tell him I was going to do that. He killed that. That's awesome. Of course, we know that in, in our modern world, the, the general society around us loves to celebrate this idea of Santa Claus. And this idea of Santa Claus is this man, of course, in a red suit and a white beard. And what the, what the song tells us is that he makes a list and he checks it twice. That if you're, if you're really good, you're going to get lots of good presents. And of course, if you're bad, what do you get? You get coal. You get coal, right? Now, Imagine for a moment that I decided that that was Christmas. That what, in fact, what I was going to do for my kids is I was going to make a list every year of all the good things they had done, and I was going to stack that up against all the bad things they had done. So, you know, one of my kids, I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty awesome. I'm going to tell you right now, my kids are amazing. They are. You guys are awesome. But let's just imagine, just, you know, for, for the sake of conversation this morning, that one day they weren't so awesome. Let's imagine that Josiah accidentally raises his left hand and hits his sister. That would never happen, of course. 
Not in our home. That would be a check mark on the bad side of the list. And then he, you know, something else happens and check mark, check mark, check mark, check mark, check mark. And then at the end of the year, on December the 20th, I sat down with my kids and I pulled out their list. This one says Ashlyn. This one says Aubrey. This one says Josiah. And I put it in front of them and I said, okay, guys, here's the ledger. We got 150,000 on the negative side and we got 50,000 on the good side. So this year you get 10 lumps of coal. Imagine if I did that. But you know what, church? I don't do that. I don't keep record of wrongs. We forgive in our home. And when I give gifts to my kids on Christmas morning, it's not because of how good they've been or how bad they've been. It's not because they're so wonderful, although they are wonderful. I think the world of these guys, I love them so much. But actually what I just said was the reason that they get the gifts. The gift is not dependent upon their actions. The gift is dependent upon my love for them. You see, it's because of my love for them that they get gifts on Christmas morning. It's got nothing to do with how good they've been or how bad they've been. We love to give you gifts because we love you, because we love you, because we love you. And so as we pull this back around to this theme of a baby being born in a manger 2,000 years ago, I'm going to put it to you this way. The gift of Jesus Christ is not given to us because of how good we are or how bad we are. That ledger that, that is put there in front of us that shows us our good deeds versus our negative deeds or, or, or whether we've been good or bad or any of that stuff, it's not dependent upon that. But because God is love, it is dependent and a sign of his love for us. And that is the great gift of Christmas. That he loves you because he loves you because he loves you. My big thought today is that Jesus is a gift that we didn't earn, but that was given to us because of his love. And if you're here today and you came in weighed down by the things of this world, if you were feeling that you were no longer approved by God in any way, I want to tell you the truth this morning. And the truth is that He loves you because He loves you, because He loves you, because He is love. And love keeps no record of wrongs. Can we receive that this morning, church? Can you walk in that today? Come on, I, we're going to do something right now. I want you just to look at the person beside you and tell them, I am loved. Just say it out loud. I am loved. And then look at them and say, you are loved. You are loved. How great is the love of God poured out for us. Amen.
worship him that's in this carol. Oh, come, come, all you who are weary, laden, all you who are feeling the weight, the joyful, the happy, the sad, the sick, the poor, come and adore the Savior.
take your candle that you got at the door. Just keep standing, and Pastors Mike and Ever are going to come around and light the aisle candles. And then if you want to, the, the person that has the unlit candle, lean over and light your candle so we're not tripping wax and burning each other. And just, we'll start lighting. As we're doing that, we're going to read some scriptures here and, and light the Christ candle. Isaiah 9 verse 2 says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Isaiah 9 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. John 1, verse 4 and 5. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. John 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. We're going to light the Christ candle, which represents Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Jesus, we just stop and still. Thank you that you came. Emmanuel, God with us. You came in such a lowly way, just like we read in that kid's book. You came just in the muck and the mire of a stable. I believe so that we can relate <laughs> to you. You didn't come with thrones and kingdoms and palaces, you came as a baby, vulnerable and small. You came to be with us, to light the darkness. And we thank you for that light today. Jesus, we reflect on your light that brings light to our hearts, and we thank you. Thank you this morning. This is what Christmas is all about. Jesus coming, Emmanuel, God with us. He is here. He is with you. The Savior of the world. And we do adore you. We do worship you, Lord. We love you. Thank you that you loved us unconditionally. And God, this was your plan. All along, you're running after us to save us, to rescue us from the dark, so you sent your son Jesus to rescue us from our darkness. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you. Amen. Now join us as we sing Silent Night. Amen. Let's pray as we close the service today. Father, once again, we thank you for the birth of your son. We thank you for this momentous moment, Lord God, where God became flesh and dwelt among us. Emmanuel, God with us. What a thought. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came in a way that was approachable, in a way that we could come to you. And so today we pray, Lord Jesus, that we would experience your goodness, we would experience your hope, your peace, your joy, and your love in our lives and in our celebrations, Lord Jesus. We pray this morning, God, that we would be reminded of the reason for this season, 
And God, that this morning, Lord God, we would be restored back into relationship with you. We love you, Lord, because you first loved us. And we know that you love us because you love us because you love us. And we love you, Lord. We thank you today for each person here that there's no accidents. And we pray that each one, Lord God, would sense a deposit of your love today as they leave this place. Father, fill us today, we ask. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said, amen. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, a few quick announcements as we close the service. Um, first of all, for your giving, if you would like a tax receipt for 2023, it's important that you e-transfer before the 29th of December, or you can also give next week at our New Year's Eve service, which... Yes, next Sunday we invite you, if you do not already have a church home, to join us for another one-hour service on New Year's Eve. I love that church falls on all these special holidays, and we're going to take an hour service to pause again and to reflect on the year that we've had and then look ahead to the year that's to come and just spend an hour praising and worshiping and praying together. We're really excited about next Sunday. We would love for you all to come and join us as we close out 23 and enter into 2024. Can you believe it? But before we go into New Year, let's be in the moment and celebrate Christmas and we wish you from our bottom of our hearts we wish you all a really merry christmas pray that you feel love and feel the unconditional love of your savior today be blessed we want to invite you to grab a cup of coffee a cup of tea there's shortbread there's candy canes and lots of goodies back there have a merry merry christmas and if you can take your candles and drop them off in the basket at the front table where you got them that would be greatly appreciated Thank you so much. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.